Beitzah, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Gimel 1-3. The next two Mishnayas will focus on the halachas of Yom Tov that revolve around obtaining and, uh, let's say, eating pigeons or doves from a dove coat on one's property. In the time of the Mishnah, they would raise um, doves or pigeons, same thing really, in a dove coat that's sort of like a Think of it as not as a bird house, but like a bird hotel, if you will, where you have um, a structure, like a wooden structure, in which you have like many, an array of many different cubbies, as you say in, in, in Americanese. In England, they actually called them um, like pigeonholes. That is to say, you know, imagine like in the post office, you have lots of little cupboards, little boxes, and in each little box, there's a, a separate pair of birds who have nested and, and are raising eggs and chicks inside there. The birds are sort of wild, right? They come and go as they please. They're, not, they're outdoors, um, but they they roost inside the dovecote in their particular cubby. And the point of our mission is you're going to want to access these birds, perhaps, to um, to obtain, to slaughter, and eat on Yom Tov. So there are a host of considerations um regarding the halachas, and that are subject to machlokas, to mishil and beishamay, and that's going to be the topic of the next couple of mishnayas. So, the first part of this mishnah is going to revolve around the halachas of maris ayin. That is to say, doing something which Chazal defined as looking suspicious, to the point that people would suspect you of breaking the halachas of Yom Tov, or Shabbos sometimes, but this is Yom Tov here, um, and therefore, they said one not, ought not to do it, or may not do it. They prohibited it. So, our mission here, the first case, is talking about bringing or moving ladders to access birds inside the dovecote. And in general, to move a ladder on Yom Tov is a problem of Marasayan because it looks like one's doing construction. Normally, one doesn't move ladders. When's the last time you saw someone moving a ladder? for any purpose other than for construction. And construction, you know, fixing one's roof is certainly forbidden on Yom Tov. And therefore, Chazal were concerned that people who move ladders around on Yom Tov will be suspected by their neighbors of doing forbidden roof repairs, whatever it is, construction, on Yom Tov. <clears throat> However, you need to get a ladder of some description to access the birds inside the, the dovecote. Um, so that's going to be the consideration of our Mishnah. Um, and Beis Hillel will be lenient to some degree. We'll see you in a moment inside because although he agrees in general, moving around the ladder on Yom Tov looks suspicious and would fall into the category of Maris Ayin, which is forbidden, but for the sake of Simchas Yom Tov, to ensure that people can fulfill their mitzvah d'oraisa of enjoying Yom Tov and have the fowl meat that they want, the bird, so um, he'll be lenient to some degree. Now, to understand the Mishnah, which says actually very few words really, you first of all need to understand there are basically two categories of ladders. There are I'll call them large ladders, which are taxes, a roof. And a large ladder, a long ladder, would be forbidden, according to everybody, to move on Yom Tov because it looks like Marasain. The question only is revolving around a small, like a step ladder, the kind of ladder which is designated specifically for, you know, it's smaller and used for accessing birds inside the lower down dovecote. And even there, base Shama will be strict, but base Hill will be lenient um, under certain circumstances. So let me read the mission inside, then we'll unpack it a little bit. The mission says, Beishame Omrim, say one may not transport a ladder from one dovecote to another dovecote, 
meaning in different words, not translating literally, you can't bring a ladder to a dovecote that wasn't there before. Um, not even if it was from one dovecote and you're moving it to a different dovecote because someone will see you bring that ladder through the open area area, and will believe, suspect you of using the ladder for construction. That's talking about even a small like step ladder. It goes without saying, the larger construction ladder that would access the rooftop. However, Aval, Beishama is leaning to it as much as he says, Matehu machalon lachalon. You can slide that ladder across to go from accessing one particular pigeonhole, one cubby, to another cubby where different birds are, are roosting. That one could, that could be allowed, because since the ladder never leaves the dovecote, it's apparent to anyone who's looking that you're simply just moving the, the ladder around at the dovecote to access a different set of birds in a different, you know, nesting box. Ubezhil matirin. Bezhil say, yes, you may. You may bring a ladder, specifically a small like step ladder, the kind that's used specifically for dovecote access as opposed to rooftop access. Um, you can even bring it anew to a dovecote to access the birds um, because it's pretty clear to everyone what you're doing given the fact you're using the small ladder and you're bringing it to a dovecote um, that you're asking the birds to eat on Yom Tov. And although Basil would say in general, he'd frown upon that as being considered part of Marasayan and be disallowed, forbidden. However, because Basil want to ensure that you have birds seed on Yom Tov to fulfill Simchaz Yom Tov, um, the joy of Yom Tov, the Mitzvah Doraisa, so therefore he allows um, the transporting of these small ladders to the dovecote. Now the way the Bartonura learns it, this is only in a Rosh Yachid, in your, in your private, you know, your private backyard or something. But according to the Bartonura, even Beis Hillel would not allow you to transport a small ladder through the Rosh Hashanah You're allowed to carry on through Rosh Hashanah on Yom Tov. We'll see more about that later on, but um, in different in another Mishnah later on. But um, so carrying is not the issue. But the problem is once you're carrying the ladder in the public eye in the Rosh Hashanah the public space, so then people will suspect you of doing construction. And therefore, the Bartonura says we're only talking about on your private property. And the chiddush you see from Beis Shammai is, which is the accepted principle, which is that when something is forbidden because of Maris Ein, because it looks suspicious, it's forbidden even when um, no one else is going to see you doing it. In the words of Chazal, afila b'chadre chadarim, even if you're in a room within a room, meaning like behind multiple sets of closed doors where no one could see what's going on, still, if it's forbidden because of Maris Ein, it's forbidden even in private. And certainly, therefore, in your private property, it would be forbidden to move the ladder around, says Beis Shammai, because of Maris Ayin as well. And while Beis Hill agreed to the principle of Maris Ayin is forbidden, um, when something's forbidden because of Maris Ayin, it's forbidden even Bechadre Chadarm, even in private, um, he's leaning to here because of Simchas Yom Tov being a mitigating factor. That's the Bartonur learns. The Shulchan Aruch learns like the other Roshonim who learns the other approach in the Gemara, which is that Beis Hillel even permits you to transport a small dovecote-type ladder in the Rosh Hashanah, in the public eye, um, according to Beis Hillel, because of Simchas Yom Tov. So it's even more lenient to the halacha than the, the Bartner leads on. Okay. Now, the next part of the Mishnah is focused on Hazmana, on the choosing and identifying and selecting of a bird before Yom Tov to be eaten on Yom Tov. And 
there could be a number of problems with obtaining birds, these kind of birds, the doves on Yom Tov. Um, the first potential biggest issue, which we have to push the sign and say is not the issue here, is seda trapping. One of the third nine malachas is seda trapping. And to trap a wild animal, like a bird which is free to, co- free to come and go as it pleases, the dovecote, to catch such a bird on Yom Tov would be an Isra Uh You could have done it before Yom Tov, and therefore you cannot do it on Yom Tov. Even for Ochel Nefesh, it should be forbidden totally. Because um, I'm sure might say it's just a Durabana, but certainly forbidden. So while trapping is is certainly not allowed, animals that can't move very fast are considered to be ones that just simply, um, the malach of tzedev trapping doesn't apply to them, like a tortoise. If you catch a tortoise and put it in a box, you haven't now trapped the tortoise because the tortoise was already just waiting to be picked up on Yom Tov. It just, you know, forget the mukta issue, but it, just, it was, it was pre, pre-trapped by the virtue of the fact it can't get away from you. Trapping is defined as restricting the animal's movement um, to the point where you can sort of grab when you want it, but if an animal always can be grabbed whenever you want it, so then it it doesn't, the principles, the rule of seid, of trapping, just doesn't apply to it. So our case of our mission is going to be a person wants to um, take these little, like, fledgling pigeons or doves. The technical word for that is a squab. You want to take these little squabs, which can't fly away. They can only sort of hop around. And if they can only hop around and can't fly away, they're not, there's no issue of trapping. Um, but there still is a potential ex- issue of muktza. That's the rebutton, of course, issue. But since live animals in general are muktza, you can't just pick one up to eat it on Yom Tov. You would have to first, before Yom Tov, designate a particular bird as being the bird that you're planning on eating. Um, so it needs hazmana, it needs uh, like to be muchan, um, pre-designated before Yom Tov comes in, so it shouldn't be mukta. So, now, in general, there's no reason to assume that a person um, who identifies a bird would change his mind. Um, but the case of our Mishnah, where Beishamah is concerned about that, is specifically where you're talking about what's called in the Gemara the Brecha Rishona, the first pair of squabs that hatch in this nest to these parents. And normally the procedure is that a person who's trying to establish a functioning dovecote would not take those first pair um, because then the parents might just literally fly the coop and leave and you won't have them. Rather, what you normally would do is you would let the first pair of fledgling squabs um, be raised in the dovecote so that the mommy and daddy dove, you know, make this a permanent home for themselves and, you know, they don't run away. So the concern is if it's a first pair of birds, the Brecha Rishona, then you might, um, if you when you come to take it on Yom Tov, discover that there's not much meat there on those animals, they're very small still, you might say, listen, it's not worth it. It's not worth to take these now, and you'll change your mind. In which case, if you change your mind, and you already have picked it up, so then you've now essentially moved muk so that you didn't plan to eat on Yom Tov, and that would be forbidden. And therefore, at least for Brecha Rishona, the first pair of birds that are hatched, there's a machloka subtim betzhelem beishamai, what the procedure is in order to definitively decide that this particular um, pair of birds are the birds that you'll be obtaining tomorrow for consumption to eat. And therefore the Mishnah says, Beshame omrim lo yitol, you may not take birds on Yom Tov, unless you actually took a hold of them and like, you know, you picked them up, you wiggled them, you squeezed them on Erev Yom Tov to confirm that these are the birds you want and by touching them as opposed to just simply like verbally designating that's the bird and identifying the bird you plan on taking 
So then you have felt the burden identified, you know, you'll have done a definitive act, you'll sort of felt how meaty they are, and you won't change your mind, and therefore, base shamish, that's sufficient for the Berecha Rishona, that you, once you've touched them and picked them up, so then that will be enough that you won't go back on the Yontif itself. Obeisil Omrim Omed, you can just stand at a distance, says Beisil, Omer Zevazani Notel, and you can just identify verbally and say, you know, in Cubby D3, those are the two birds that I'll be taking tomorrow to have for my lunch. In fact, the Mishnah says you don't need to actually speak the words out at all. You don't have to articulate the words, you can just think them in your head. But as long as you think these are the specific birds I'll be taking tomorrow, that's sufficient to be mazmin, to be mechin, to be uh, to prepare and designate that these are the birds you're taking tomorrow to make them not muktan yomtov. It certainly would not be acceptable to just simply say, I'm taking, you know, I'll take birds from that particular, you know, the whole dovecote, as opposed to another dovecote. No, it has to be some specific birds that you pick um, to make those be the non muktsa birds. And everyone's going to agree, meaning even Beish Shami will agree that if you're not talking about the Brecha Rishon, not the very first pair of birds to this particular parent, to this particular cubby, um, that a simple verbal designation will be sufficient. But for the Brecha Rishon, you need to actually physically touch them um, and feel them to make sure you're not going to go back. Basilis says, no, you don't. Simple designation is enough, even for Brecha Rishon. And that's going to be the Halacha. Halacha Lamaisa, Shochanach brings, if you say or even think the particular birds before Yom Tov, those birds now become Namukta to obtain and, uh, and eat on Yom Tov.